This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome one and all to the final Back of the Nest preview podcast of the half season that is 22-23. World Cup break is finally upon us. We're coming to you just after our defeat against Newcastle in the League Cup on penalty, which we'll get to. Eventually, we'll bring you some very brief, I imagine, insights into our visit to Nottingham Forest, where we haven't been for quite a while for a league game. I'm joined by the usual crew. I've got Albert. Hello. Hello, mate. And I'm shocked, to be honest, that Heskiff deigned us with his... uh, Yeah. Now that he's a viral sensation on the internet, I was I was going to actually say you're contractually obliged to refer to me as a viral sensation. So <laughs> um, do you know what? I'm shocked that hasn't been taken down yet. To be honest, me too. Like I put it up for people who don't know, and I don't know how many of you there are because everyone knows. Uh, I just <laughs> like I just, just postman knocks on the door the other day to hand in the post and shake his hand. It's ridiculous. Are you? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> Um, it was just a clip of Elise's uh, press conference after the West Ham game and he answers in, you know, one words. And I put it up, not thinking anything of it, just because I thought it was funny. And I was like, this will be gone in like an hour because it's, you know, copyrighted or it's Premier League productions or whatever. Still going strong, mate. Still going strong. Well, they've seen the numbers that it's doing and thought we better not fuck with this guy. Exactly. Too much, too much. Like my scope... Has, has your blue my... tick arrived? It hasn't. I haven't paid my eight pounds. <laughs> so it's only eight pound a month. I mean, yeah, I haven't got the I haven't got the the, the money from the tweet yet. So I, I do have to say I'm going to put I'm going to pull up the stats. So uh, I, had... I can see it's got twenty four thousand nine hundred likes. Do you know what respect for not making it your pin tweet? Oh, I don't do pin tweets. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not Dr. Kernow saying follow me on Instagram. That's his <laughs> pin tweet. Um. So. I'm just looking at the thing now. Three million impressions, right? Uh, f- about half a million engagements. New followers, 52. Mate, that's usually like whenever I have tweets that do big numbers, the new followers is always zero. Like I was surprised when it actually said um, you got more followers. I was like, shock. They're going to be in for a massive disappointment. It's not, it's not, all, <laughs> it's not all banging Difficult. tweets like that. Difficult second album. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's, that's what you're going into. You yeah. better hope someone does a perler of a post-match interview on Saturday. Yeah, I know, especially I'm in trouble. When your first thread of tweets they see is about Rat King from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> comics. 
not to say that we've just spent 15 minutes. Fucking. We just spent 15 minutes before we started recording talking about baddies and comic books. And about uh, every two minutes saying how it's going to be a quick one tonight. And 45 minutes later, we've only just started recording. Not uh, you also not, learned... Go on. Oh, well, I was going to say not helped by Albert telling us what an actual Rat King is. Yeah, I was um, going to say. If, we if, all if learned you, something. If you don't know what a Rat King is, beyond a baddie in the Turtles comic book, uh, just Google it and then tweet at Albert and tell him, tell him he's a disgrace. I didn't invent it. It's like, as I said, it's like boss level human centipede is what a rat king is. It's rank. Yes, it is <laughs> fairly disgusting. Was it what? more disgusting than our result at Newcastle tonight? No, we're going to get into that. Hold off. I need to open some beer first. <sighs> okay, hang on. Let me rewind. Is it as disgusting as what Terence is about <laughs> to open and drink? Do you know what? As I said, the... Um, the tiny rebel birthday box is finished. Um, Nick politely informed me at West Ham away on the weekends, buy your own fucking advent calendar beer box. <laughs> so I, I won't be getting one of those from him. <laughs> um, but I did come home to some new beers in the fridge that the missus picks me up from the beer cabin on um, Sellers Road. Uh, so simple. It's just called SoCal. It's a bright pal from Cloudwater. Zesty, refreshing and crisp. So, Like a Wednesday night in Newcastle. <laughs> exactly right. Um, oh, see, that's nice. Not not any of the pastry <laughs> styles that I've been having yeah. <laughs> he, pro- he proper perked up there. <laughs> he's back in the game. One sip back of cloud water or whatever. He's in. Yeah. <laughs> It is it is very nice, yeah. Enjoyed that. As I say, after the last couple of being breakfast stouts and pastry stouts, much much better. Um, which is basically for uh, me drinking beer now is for about one of one listener we have in Australia who always seems <laughs> to comment on it. Um, so that's it. Any ex- any excuse to drink a beer though, right? So <laughs> Terence's Terence's burner account. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Right, so I've got a very, very loose loose plan for tonight's pod. That's what I say. We're going to speed through this one. Um, but what I did discover this week, before we get into football chat, <laughs> is that I'm actually quite a proficient cake baker. <laughs> <laughs> so at work... We were all assigned a bake-off contestant, and when your contestant got voted off, you had to bake. Um, so last week, spoiler alert, Maxi, who is born and raised in South London but from Sweden, like Swedish parents, I don't know, South London parent, was supposed to win it for me so I didn't have to bake. But um, there I was slaving over an apple crumble cake on Monday night in the kitchen. Turns out baking's really fucking easy. Wow. You throw some things into a bowl, you sieve some flour with some spices, mix it all together and stick it in the oven. Wouldn't say that to Paul Hollywood though, would you? I, I would fucking say that to Paul Hollywood. Uh, literally, I took it out of the oven. I was like, this looks like it. I could have bought it from a shop. And I took it into work and everyone was like, did you buy this from a shop? They didn't believe me. 
Look, one I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Alvaro <laughs> believes you either, going by his face. <laughs> one sip of SoCal and he's turned into fucking What's Marco that? Pierre White. I was going to say that the, the Millwall Hooli who's on those shows. Is his name Greg? No, he's not on Bake Off. Oh, isn't he? He's on oh, MasterChef. Greedy so Greg the Grocer. Whenever I, I think about him, I just think of that mashup song. Um, Buttery Biscuit Bass. Buttery Biscuit Bass, yeah. Banger. Is he really a Millwall hooligan? He used to be, didn't he? used he? to be, yeah. Really? Absolutely. Yeah, true. True story. Well, you know, you that's what, again, well, you learn something every day. Well, you learn something every day. It's hooligans. And again, I'm, what I'm, wait, I'm, what I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm so glad we're going into a mid-season break because the next step for you is to, like, make your own apple crumble cake flavoured fucking yes. lager or something. Yes. That's where this is going. I can see it. I mean, it's got to exist already. I'm, I'll probably be going into a saturated market. <laughs> can't be, t- is uh, that a pun? Can't t- can't work out if that's a pun or not. No. I'll, uh, no, it wasn't. No. I'll be there in, in front of the dragons pitching the idea. There is, uh, I've just Googled it as we're talking. On, on your untapped website, Terence, there mm. is by Woodland Empire Ale Craft. There is a crispy apple, crispy apple turnover brown ale, uh, and it's got three point six three out of five. I guess. Yeah, out of five. Terence is looking like he's thinking, "I could, I could beat that." Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> Yeah, you'd they'd be disappointed with a three point six three. I think that's the sort of beer that usually is aiming to get quite high. Well, there's an apple turnover from Pips Meadery, which is a mead with vanilla and cinnamon, fourteen percent. Yeah, four point six eight. That one's that one's that. Yeah, see there, all all those fourteen percent tend to be up there because beer snobs really love those. Because everyone's fucking off their nut when they vote. (laughs) Yeah. You're only allowed to vote on Untapped after you've drunk it. Yeah, this one's fucking great. They're all mean. They're all meaning to press like two stars, but yeah. they're fucking gone cross-eyed. <laughs> oh fucking hell! Oh fucking hell! Um, yeah. Moving on. <laughs> what does Newcastle Brown Ale have on Untapped? There's a fucking segue for you, Terence. Newcastle Brown Ale on Untapped will be. I'm going to guess it's going to be around three point three. Let's have a look. It is 3.39. Which uh, is the average performance rating of a of a penalty taker in a penalty shootout against Newcastle. Oh, <laughs> professionally done. Mm. Uh-huh. You stumbled all over it like every always run up for the penalty that he took. Ah, oh, there you go. The... The, the master's back. <laughs> but we're not going to get there yet. We're going to we're gonna briefly touch on West Ham because me and Heskiff were stood right next to each other. We were. Um, got to see the glorious Dan Cooper as well. Really nice to see him out for his one one game every five years that he comes to now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, what, and, what's, what's funny about Dan being there is he. I think he came to two games last year when Vanessa couldn't come. And he really was really excited to see Elise. And in both games, Elise was notice- noticeably shit. 
So we basically thought he was the Elise jinx. But that has now been lifted from his shoulders after Elise's winner, thankfully. So this is another another scenario, another example of Heskiff laying into Elise here. You you just secretly think he's shit, don't you? I love Elise. He's got listen, he's he's elevated me to the ranks of, you know, 25k retweets you you used him to become a viral sensation but behind his back you're slagging him off mate you're a disgrace took a deflection as an own goal (laughs) (laughs) um in terms of limbs as the kids call it these days that was um that's the most mental i've gone for a goal in in some time yeah it went went off (laughs) it did I, i thought the atmosphere was pretty shit actually for most of the game I think no. it's that lower lower tier is disgraceful yeah. for it. Like it's really bad. It is bad, <clears throat> and I mean, I thought West Ham fans are pretty pretty crap as well. But going, I think it was also going from like us all thinking that they were about to score when you see Antonio like hairing past Gaye to like thirty seconds later, Elise is about to like bang it in the opposite corner. Unbelievable scenes. It was well, great. The Palace Twitter account. Um, picked up on the, the the similarities between that and Wilfred Zaha's equaliser in, I want to say, 2017, I think it was, um, at Selhurst with Antonio crossing it. And I've put it, the video side by side. Albert, you said you're not a fan of, of this sort of picking on... But do you see it as picking on Antonio? Mm, I just think it's a bit... I don't like hubris. <laughs> As I said to you in pre-recording, no, um, he tries to dive for a penalty, so fuck him. Yeah, I, I didn't see the second half, and you know it's it's uh yeah, I'll leave that there. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, we've had enough times of things biting us in the arse. Let's just enjoy it and take the piss out of him. I don't care. Yeah, he's from yeah, Tooting, mate. Who are you playing for West Ham for? And it's you know it's good that like you said, I, I've. I've not been to uh, the Olympic Stadium in its football guise, and yeah, it clearly doesn't look like a great place for atmosphere. The only time I've been was when it was I went there to see Oscar Pistorius in the Paralympics, and there wasn't <laughs> limbs there. Ah, <laughs> uh, just. Skating straight by that, do you reckon anyone ever says to Joachim Anderson, you're from Fredericksburg, mate, what are you doing playing for Palace? <laughs> Eske, is, is, he just can't recover. He's he's in shock. He's finished. Uh, yeah. He's not finished. He's only 28. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, I wish. He wishes, yeah. I wish, mate. Hmm. But um, yeah, great to finally get an away win. Um, so obviously going into the um, West Ham game with Forrest to follow, you're kind of looking at like, if we can find a way to get six points, it's um, all of a sudden a great start to the season, firmly being planted in the top half of the league. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, we didn't have an away win at that point and looking unlikely. But now, you know, five points clear of West Ham with a game in hand over them. So, I mean, I will point you back to the first pod of the season where I said West Ham are going to be shit. But I don't, don't, don't need to boast about that. Um, Jimbo, I said I don't like hubris. 
Oh, sorry, mate. But yeah, so Forest Forest to follow, and oh, we'll get into that when we can find a way to pick another three points up there. Yeah, really great send off towards the World Cup. But before that, we've played Newcastle in the League Cup. Um, I do wonder if the five, I think it's 562 Palace fans made the trip for over 51,000 in attendance, um, which is no, a sign of how well they're doing up there that everyone wants to be involved. Um, but effectively a coverage blackout couldn't find it on any of the moody streams or anything like that just not to be found you get you could get the occasional clip on sky sports news um but there weren't many highlights to be shown apparently um i think we had two shots on target in the first 10 minutes and four corners and then didn't have any more for the rest of the game that was it and Um, then thought nah let's leave it let's leave it um, this so clearly isn't we, working. Sounds, <laughs> sounds like we didn't have too many on target after that either, and the penalties. But yeah, well, they all, no, they, we hit the target on all five of them. Oh, we did um, great. Yeah, three of them saved though. But the very first, <laughs> the Chris would put them one 0 up, and then Milivojevic steps up to take the penalty, and Clinton Morrison's on the TV going, "He never misses." <laughs> Although, is that four in a row he's missed now? Well, three in a row. He's missed. A, he's missed a few now, Milivojevic. Yeah, it's definitely he's, a. It's definitely a few in a few, isn't it? Yeah, yeah he's because he had the one against City, which was one, the only one in his entire penalty portfolio. <laughs> but now, um, yeah, quite a few have crept in, and then uh, I think Will Will Hughes then scores for us. Joel Ward slots his penalty away. Um, and then Mateta just saunters up to the penalty spot, s- slams the ball onto the penalty spot like it must have caused a bit, caused a bit of a crater and sunk into the ground. Boom! And then, <laughs> and then he run up, and it's just no way you just tell a, pe- a person's missing. Yeah, like I said th- th- these days there's obviously some the psycholo- the psychological psychology of penalties has been run through quite a lot and you'll see penalty takers always take a big breath when the referee blows the whistle before they take the penalty. JP didn't mess around with any of that nonsense. He just wanted it to slot it straight at the keeper as soon as he could. Um, you know what? A second. I, I do like JP and I have to admit I didn't watch the game or the penalty shootout. I couldn't watch the fucking game, but I didn't see the penalties. But he would be the last person I'd want taking a penalty in a shootout. Like I could just... Guarantee, like, just get Sam Johnson in and just punt it. Just it's punt not a calm it. head, is it? It's not a calm head. No. I know he's a striker, but he's he's not. Um, it's not coolness personified. <laughs> uh, Sam Sam Johnson did save one earlier in it, but then in the piece, but then Bruno stepped up to win it for them, and he danced around the, the edge of the D, sprinted towards the ball before doing sort of Simone Zaza's little steps up to the ball before putting it about seven foot over the crossbar. So, um, with Clinton Morrison saying the whole way, well, he's definitely going to score before Clinton claiming that it was reverse psychology because <laughs> <laughs> he had his Palace head on. Um, but then Ebby away does a similar sort of thing to Bruno and just and Pope saves again, easy save. And, and that was that. Um, not much. Uh, we've got Super Pat Vieira going on in the League Cup. We'll have to wait for the, uh, the FA Cup to come back around. But in terms of how the game's gone at the end of the day, it's only um, 
Albert, we've played Tyrick Mitchell, I think Nathaniel Klein, Gay, and Ayu, and that's probably about your lot in terms of key, key players. So they've come through unscathed, so kind of tough, really tough draw, and we just put it down to that and move on. Yeah, I'm not gonna not gonna get heartbroken over going out of the whatever it's called now. Is it still the Carabao Cup? What do we call it now? I think so. Yeah, going out crashing out of the Carabao, uh, you know, going out on penalties. You know, I know Newcastle didn't put out a, a, a full strength team either, but you know, as our league result shows, going to Newcastle these days is is actually a bit of a test. So, you know, we didn't get didn't get turned over. Some of the young players got some some game time. Some of the fringe players, it's one of those, isn't it? Penalty shootout, it can literally go either way. So not too devastated. And, the you know, the season's about to stop for fucking ages. So it, it feels like you can we can easily forget about the uh, Carabao Cup um, when football resumes post-World Cup. Yeah, I'll be interested to see Newcastle have been scoring goals for fun, like, fours here and there and everywhere um, and we've now gone to St James's Park twice and not conceded a goal so more perhaps evidence that we're actually quite good you know um, finding a bit of consistency probably at the wrong time now and I know the, opposi- the opposition hasn't been the best and we're in a run of games that we would have expected to pick up results we knew we had a tough start but um are we good, Heskiff? Do you think go if we find a way to beat Forest this weekend? Yeah. Do you think that's um, a sign that another sign that we're worthy of the position we're in? Yeah. I mean, the, the one thing that I really liked about that, West- just pause. I, I love the way he's just like, oh, shit, I'm gonna have to be positive here. You see his face; it's like he's pained. <laughs> it is. It is hard to that word. <laughs> that word, yes, is difficult. Um, <laughs> the thing that I, the thing that I, to go back to West Ham quickly. Like we started really, really well, which is what we were saying last week that we needed to do. And even when we went one down, it didn't phase us. And we, I thought we were really good in the second half as well. And, you know, what we've talked about over the last few weeks is that we need to stop being a one-half team. And if we can, you know, string together a whole a whole game of playing well, then we'll we'll be in, in, decent, in decent form, you know. And all right, we scored last minute to win against West Ham, but... We were much, much the better team. You know, all their fans said it. Moyes said it. Their players said it. And like you say, if we've gone to Newcastle, who play, they, they they also played quite a few first-team forwards. You know, and we, it sounded like they didn't trouble us much at all, which is a good sign. So I think, yeah, if we, if we can go to Forest and get a, get a win, um, it's been a very good first half of the season, I would say. You know, I would have taken a draw away at West Ham. So to get a win there and potentially potentially another three points at Forest, I don't think you could really argue that we haven't deserved to be where we are. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. 
At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. I think uh, Vinny G was going to take a draw as well into Tyrant Mitchell screamed at him to throw the ball to Eze. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. But um, yeah, Forest have won 2-0 tonight against Spurs in the League Cup to advance. A pretty, with, a pretty full strength Spurs team as well, it has to be said. Yeah, with Wayne, they had Wayne Hennessy in goal as well, Forrest. Well, I was going to say a pretty full strength Forest side as well. I mean, <laughs> you know, that, it's bold of them to go in handicapped into that game <laughs> against a team with the quality of Spurs. But um, yeah, there's a panic in the eyes of everyone on Sky Sports News when Harry Kane got subbed off after a, an hour or whatever it was. And um, they were like, is... Is he injured? Okay. No, I just think Spurs have thrown in the towel and don't care anymore. Um, and Forrest had ten men for like the last twenty minutes or so. Yeah. Is that? It, it was. I just saw the writing. I just saw it was Mangala. Is that the one who used to be at City? Uh, I think this is a guy they signed from Stuttgart, isn't it? Oh right. Okay. Okay. So it's just yeah. like you know, it's, it's just his Serge Aurier and Lingard in their team <laughs> and Kiate. It's like they've signed a bunch of like you know journeymen. Well, I was saying that that Mangala must be he must be quite old now. The one yeah, who played for Man City would be the yeah. One who played for Man City it was a while ago, wasn't it? Yeah, I know. All those when Man City started bringing in all those players at the beginning of their sort of money years, um, they always stick in my head for some reason. Mm. But they've been doing all right at home, Albert uh, Forest. Yeah. Been doing really really well. Um, Beat Liverpool there 1-0. Um, mm-hmm. Some positive results. And obviously the crowd, if you can cast your mind back now, nine years, we remember what it was like, you know, constant backs to the wall. You just assumed you was going to lose every game, but, as, you know, just stick in, try and pick up results here and then. The atmosphere was incredible, you know. Those first two seasons back in the Premier League were just unbelie- unbelievable to be in the stadium. And that's what we're going to be up against. Um, not the happiest of hunting grounds for us either in the past. Um, so with all that in mind, would you be happy with a draw on the weekend? Or you think we've got to be going there trying to get the three points? I, I, I'm, always, I'm always all right coming away with a draw away from home, no matter who the opposition is, to be honest. Obviously, there's, there's games where you think, you know, we really should be trying to beat this team away from home and then there's performances where you think all in all in context a point a point's all right and if I was offered a point now considering where we're sitting and the fact that we're going into a break yeah I'd probably take it to be honest because like I say they're not they're not bad at home Forest you know they've been obviously smashed at Arsenal and and smashed at Leicester but apart from that all their results have been tight um, and the home ones, you know, they they seem to have, you know, they seem to be picking up points at home. So I don't think it's the easiest. I don't think it's the easiest fixture. Um. So yeah, I'd 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 be inclined to take a point now. But the way we're playing, well, sorry, the way we played this weekend, just gone away from home. Obviously, tonight's a bit of a anomaly, and we don't really look at too much of that because it's not our full first eleven. Yeah, you know, I, I guess Vieira will want to go there and try and get three points. We're capable of it. Um, but, you know, we're consistency is our problem. You know, we play, sometimes we play 45 minutes amazing. 
and the other 45 minutes dog shit. So let's hope it's more of a West Ham performance than it is an Everton performance. Sometimes the good, sometimes the shit, or whatever it was that Gattuso said that time. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. Um, yeah, I mean, Hesk, if it is, Forest have failed to win 11 of their last 12 Premier League matches. Oh, fucking hell. I didn't know that. The one they had one was Liverpool at the City ground. Yeah, I mean, if if it was another team but Palace, you would say, well, you should be getting three points there. Obviously, it's me and it's Palace, so I don't think that way. But I agree with what you say about the fans. You know, I remember a couple of years in a row, we went to Huddersfield away and we did win both of those games, but their fans were fucking loud. I think the first year, because they were like, we can't believe we're in the Premier League. And then the next year was more like, I can't believe we've stayed in the Premier League. And I think for us to be like that, you know, they've got a lot of fans. I think they make a lot of noise. And it's one of those where it's like, that if you start well, like we did against West Ham, but we get a goal, that's how you, that's how you, you know, kick, kick the game off in the right manner. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to start on the front foot and, uh, and try and shut them up as quickly as possible. I mean, you say the, the ground's full and it's a big atmosphere and it's full of fans, but I, I do suspect that at least one of those stands is full of all the players they signed this summer. <laughs> Strict, strictly speaking, it's fans. But yeah. um, Last meetings against Nottingham Forest. So, competitive fixtures, obviously the promotion season. Do you remember drawing 2-2 there? Didn't Clem Murray score a header from like the edge of the box or something? Yeah, sort of one of those ones where he's leaning back and deflected it back across the face. Brilliant. In the last 10 as well, I think we'd won it. And then I think Andy Reid equalised for them. Stoppage time at first half. And then they scored again, stoppage time at the end of the game to draw 2 2. And then uh, we drew one all at home with them that season as well. And that was when we were in the middle of beating everyone left, right, and centre. And they went down to 10 men. Bonus points if you can tell me who got sent off. He signed for Palace a year later. Oh, God. From Forest. From Forest. Oh, uh, Guardiola? Yes. Very oh. good. He, he kicked Mila Jednak just off the ball, just levered him, lost his, lost his rag and kicks Jet. I think it was Jednak. Um, Brave guy. And then they, they equalised with 10 men. And we were outstanding in that game. It should have been about 5-0. It was when we were just playing everyone off the park. Um then we got a three, a couple of three nil losses, sandwiching a one nil, a one nil Palace win at Forest, which is uh, was Glenn. That was Glenn Murray. That was the old man's fiftieth birthday, I think, as well. Um, sort of in that season where we barely did anything, and <laughs> we were shit most of the time. And he won, but um, so not the best record. One win in that time since two thousand eleven. So yeah, I think a lot of it is probably, you know, on paper you want to take a point, but theoretically we really should be taking the confidence built from the West Ham performance going on and trying to beat them. Although, Heskiff, could it be Steve Cooper's chance to say, here's what you could have won? Well, I spent most of last summer before we appointed Vieira saying, I don't want Steve Cooper. (laughs) So probably, yeah. Especially since he then, like, I think his next job was Forrest, wasn't it? And then Mm. he, Mm. they, you know, went mad and shut up the table and got promoted. So, yeah, probably just despite me, to be honest, I think they'll they'll be tougher than we imagine. But the, I mean, the, the the question that I've got for you guys is: 
about how we line up. Obviously, Edouard was injured for the West Ham game, so he played Wilf in the middle. Do you think if Edouard is fit, do you, would would you bring him in? Do you think he'll come in? Or do you reckon we'll just keep it as is from, from the West Ham game? Mm, that whole change a winning team, don't change a winning team. I mean, I thought Wilf did really, really well as playing as a centre forward. And it all sort of culminated in his movement for Elise's goal was just out of this world. The the timing to note to notice that the defenders had dropped too deep off of everyone where they was going, which meant the dribble wasn't really on for Eze. So for him to drop deep into that pocket of space, which then opened up the whole field, was just, you know, incredible, incredible play. Um Edouard obviously has only scored in London for Palace, so Nottingham isn't London last time I checked. Um, or if it was, the missus would let me go. So it's definitely not in London. <laughs> just, just, just tell him it is and say the traffic was bad. <laughs> fucking tube strikes. Traffic's bad, isn't it? There's protesters. It's fucking taking its ages. Yeah, that um, one of the games we lost to them 3-0 back around 2011 time, I... Um, Missed that drive into Forest because I got caught in a snowstorm. Do you remember that one? We like absolutely hammered it down with snow, and I managed to get about ten miles outside London before we had to push the car off the motorway down the turn off because we were stuck in so much snow. Oh, well, well, the other thing that we could do is just telling Miss Mottingham and showing where Motting- Mottingham is in the map because that's mm. in Greenwich, isn't it? And then it'll be like, all right, we're ready to go, Mottingham yeah, Forest. Okay. Done. Done, done. I mean, do we do we know if he's fit to play or because even if there's a so I think it's almost worth saying you know even if he's 95% fit it's almost not worth it you know if we're about to go into a break let him sit it out and recoup properly but I don't know I don't know how bad the original injury was so no I mean he's not going World Cup he's got six weeks to recoup after it's like football manager like injection use it use injection (laughs) (laughs) um in terms of the the team we play, I, I I think it'll be pretty much the same team that started West that started West Ham. I can't say where we'll be. I would the shock that was West Ham initially was that um, Elise was quite central, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and then and Eze was out wide left, which was a bit of a surprise for everyone, and probably a bit of a surprise West Ham as well. And there wasn't any switching through the game as they just stayed out wide left the entire match. So, any thoughts on why that might have been? I don't know. I don't know if it was done to, you know, as a sort of surprise, you know, you're not expecting to have those players where they are. But I do think, actually, what I was really impressed with at at West Ham was there was a lot of really good link-ups between Ayu and Elise, Wilf and Ebbs. Klein was a big part of that on that side as well. So if we do line up in the same way, you know, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be averse to it just because I think that they all looked good together, which is, you know, obviously what you want. And, and and it created a lot of opportunities. You know, if Ebbs hadn't sort of stumbled trying to collect a pass from Will from that second half, I'm sure he would have wrapped his foot around that and that would have been some goal. So, you know, I I think I think that there there's a there's a lot of possibilities there and Having maybe having Ayu 
able to fill in behind Elise to allow Elise to just not worry as much about the defensive part of the game probably helped. Um, but whatever it, whatever reason it was, it, it certainly worked, didn't it? Yeah, and Albert, I'm um, looking at that team of Michael Elise, Jeffrey Schlupp, Jordan Ayew, Eberge Heze, and Wilfred Zaha all on the same field at the same time, and we don't, we're not looking like we're getting exposed defensively. That's got to put the fear of God into some teams, particularly a team like Forest. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that was another big difference. You know, having having a fully fit Decoure back, you know, it, you can almost all those players that you've you've listed, you know, you can you can take that slightly more. Let's call it a bit more of a risky selection, um, including Jeffrey Schlupp in there as well. Um, so yeah, no, I think it's it's great it's great that he's back because again that could have been a longer absence than that it was, and he's come in and it's it's like I say I've, I'm I'm prone to keep it the same whether Edwards fit or not. Mm. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, I do I do like. It basically got me to in my head thinking that Edouard was basically finished with his Palace career uh, right at the point that he started scoring goals. <laughs> uh, but he's obviously turned it around a bit and got coincides to get the run of games as well. Like got the goal early in the in in his latest chance, and then he's not really looks back in that sense. So I'm really glad that he started to find his feet, and long long may that continue. But um, yeah, if he's not if he's not fully fit. Um, and the way Zaha played that centre forward role, I'm happy for him to go with it. Um, predictions, because I'm I'm worried now that um, Albert's mum's going to come in the room and needs to sleep on the sofa bed or something. No, no, it's not. It's not my mum. It's my wife. Can you ask? Can, please, can you ask Joe her prediction for the game? I know. Only massive. Joe, what's the prediction for the game? On. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, imagine if we all said that. Uh, she does. She does realise that you don't come in here and do a podcast about Man United, right? Yeah, she it's, she, it's she thinks I'm talking about. She thinks I'm talking about United. <laughs> uh, my prediction for the uh, weekend. Funny enough, they play United in their first game back after the World Cup. Forest. Uh, my prediction for the game this weekend. I I'm sitting here going take the point, respect the point and all the other things that you can do with the point. Uh, but let's say we're going to go there and nick it 2-1. Nice. After coming from behind again? Uh, sure. Because we are now four wins from behind this season. The, uh, the comeback is, kings. Yeah, which is... Um, in, in league football, that's the best of all the English clubs in the top division. Although Spurs do have more if you put all competitions. So but yeah, don't count, don't count Europe, uh, Mickey Mouse tournaments. <laughs> are they they are in the Champions. They are in the Champions League one year. They're not. Yes, they, and, they until we're grouping in and, until we're in it. That's the Mickey Mouse tournament. Yeah, well, exactly. Until we're in that Conference League, winning six out of six like West Ham have in the group stages. Yeah. Brilliant. Although, separate side note, that freaking wall at West Ham that separates now between oh, yeah. the left-hand side of the away fans and the home fans is nonsense. We were all speculating at the game as to why it's there and we assume it's something to do with some of the madness that's been happening there at European games. But 
yeah, really sad to see. I just it's not there's it's, nothing better than having a bit of back and forth there. <laughs> yeah, it would have been amazing if that wasn't there when Elisa's goal went in. Um, yeah, it's, it's well, it was amazing when it was wasn't there and Ayu's goal was allowed after. This the is AI. true. This is very so, true. Yeah. Okay, so what's your prediction for Forest? So I was saying after the West Ham game, obviously as delighted as I was with the win, I really want us to see Palace just pump someone three four nil because of the, you know, the attacking players that we've got. Uh, so on that note, one all, <laughs> and check uh, and uh, check your is going to score. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'll go four one Palace. Oh, fly off into the World Cup with all guns blazing, and then we'll really think that it'll be like think back to when we come back from lockdown and beat Bournemouth two 0 and we all thought <laughs> it's on. We've won four in a row. We're going Europe, lads. That's what it's going to be. We're going to have six weeks of thinking Europe's coming, and then um, Fulham and Spurs will just spank us in the first two games oh. back, and the dream will be over. But um, yep. So there you have it, <laughs> the final review or well, preview show of this half of the season. Look out for the match report on the weekend. Um, I believe Hambo's doing that this week. Um, there'll be some bits in between as well on youtube.com forward slash back of the nest. And from me and Albert and Heskiff, I guess it's Merry Christmas, everyone. Enjoy the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, whether anyone's actually gonna watch that or not or is another yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Come on, England. <laughs> yeah, unless yeah. we unless I don't know, when's the when's the squad being announced tomorrow? So by the time you're listening to this it might have already been announced. Um a palace player being in there could perk up my interest a little bit more. But I'd like, you know, I'm I'm always a, a bit like this in the build-up to tournaments. I'm a bit like, eh, I don't really care. And then it starts and I'll, I'll get into it. So it is what it is. So anyway, Merry Christmas again. We'll be back maybe with a preview for Fulham on Boxing Day. We'll try and make that work if we can. It's obviously hard around the festive period. So I don't know. We'll have a look. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Yeah, it's, um, it's a stocking filler, mate. Speak for yourself. <laughs> oh, let's not talk about a documentary that's had recently. Um, but yes, <laughs> until then, up the palace. What documentary? It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health 
Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.